Kings, the fourth chapter, and read from verse 24 through 30. Now, I hope you will mark this because you really need to go back to the first verse and read the whole story. But because of time, I cannot read read it all. I'm going to read from verse 24 through 30. This is what it reads like. Then she saddled a donkey and said to her servant, Drive and go forward. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. And so she departed and went to the man of God in Mount Carmel. So it was when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to his servant Gehazi, Look, the Shunammite woman, please run now to meet her and say to her, Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, It is well. Now when she came to the man of God at the hill, she called him by the feet. Put Gehazi come near uh, but Gehazi come near to push her away, but the man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul is in deep distress, and the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. So she said, Did I, not, did I ask a son of my Lord? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, Get yourself ready and take my staff in your hand and be on your way. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. And if anyone greets you, do not answer him, but lay my staff on the face of the child. And the mother of child said, As the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. Let's pray. Lord, we come today, we thank you, and we praise you for your, your mighty love and grace. Thanking you, God, for all the mothers and grandmothers that are present here today. We ask your blessings upon them that they will have a great day. We remember those mothers that's not with us this year that have been with us in the past. And we look forward to the day that we can see them and meet them again around the throne. We give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name that the church say. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. I've got to move fast on this. It's already 1230. But I want to speak to you on a subject titled today, The Legacy of a Godly Mother. The Legacy of a Godly Mother. Those of you here today that's got mothers who love the Lord and tries and, or tried to raise you in the right way, you don't really understand how blessed you are. Hallelujah. Because there's nothing on this earth quite like having a good mother and a mother that loves God. Uh, mothers wear many hats. Mothers are nurses, they're doctors, they're psychologists, they're counselors, they're chauffeurs and coaches. Mothers are developers of personalities, molders of vocabularies, and sharp, sharper, sharpeners of attitudes. Mothers are soft voices saying, I love you, and you do not want me, don't you want me to kiss it and make it better? 
Mothers are a link to God and a child's first impression of God's love and who he is. Hallelujah. I thank God for that today, and we all should be thankful to God for that. There is a legacy which uh, good godly mothers pass on, and in many ways far better than a preacher's sermon. Hallelujah. I have to sit back and take uh, 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 and, and, and step aside that, and tell you that no minister, no pastor has the power to shape lives more than a mother does. It's an old saying, but it's a true saying that the hand who rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. Hallelujah. Amen. And there is a legacy which good godly mothers pass on in many ways far better than a preacher's sermon. In this depraved, godless world, we need more godly mothers to stand firm and leave behind to their children and to us all a legacy which will guide us and direct us to the old path, which the Bible calls the good way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think about Mother Hale, the original mother of the church and the first, first lady. I think about walking in over there unannounced and find her walking around the sanctuary praying, laying her hand on every pew, praying, amen, for every member, amen, and the love that she had and the care. She was definitely the backbone of SL Hale, hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I've been standing around a many times when she would come up with now Salmer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. And there is a legacy that she has left. And I thank the Lord. Amen. Uh, that our current first lady and my wife, she does her best to carry that legacy on. And I know firsthand of the love and the care and the prayers that goes over this congregation. Amen. And I want to honor her today. <laughs> Young ladies that are here today that's not married, I would advise you when the time comes that you think twice about marrying a preacher. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's not an easy road to hoe. Hallelujah. And uh, some can do it well and some cannot. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know it, looking at me standing up here all pretty and everything, it's hard to believe. But sometimes, sometimes I, I, I'm not the easiest fellow to live with. Hallelujah. I'm getting too many amens from this section over here. Hallelujah. Uh, but mothers, think about, think about the legacy that you leave behind to your children to your grandchildren. Amen. Because that legacy will go on long after you're gone. Hallelujah. And I want to talk a little bit about the legacy of a godly mother. And I will try uh, not to hold you too long, but 
Here, here's just two or three of the legacies that we need laid down and, and, and left behind. Number one, I want to talk about the legacy of selflessness. Selflessness. Oh, my, my, my. It's hard to be a good mother and be selfish. Hallelujah. The two just don't fit very well together. But there is a legacy that good mothers and godly mothers leave behind that children, if you think back, know how many times mama has done without so you could have something. Hallelujah. How many times mama put her own wants and her own desires, her own aspirations on the back burner Amen, just so that our children could have more and a better chance. In our story is a story of a mother. Uh, she was a Shunammite woman. The Bible don't give her name. But let me tell you a little bit about her. Uh, Elisha the prophet, the man of God, came through that area a lot. And... She talked to her husband, and they got to where every time Elisha would come through, uh, he would turn in and she would fix him something to eat. Uh, God honors things like that. The Bible said if you just give a prophet a cup of cold water, amen, amen, to help them, he says you're going to receive the prophet's reward. Hallelujah. Amen. And as Elisha kept coming through, then she talked to her husband further and says, let's make, I perceive this is a holy man of God. Let's make a bedroom for him, put a bed in there and a table and fix it up and have it just for him that every time he passes through going on meetings or going wherever he's going preaching or whatever, that he got a place he can lay down and rest. And so they did that. And because of this, amen, to cut, make a long story short, the, the woman didn't have a child, and God, uh, through this prophet, made this woman where she could give birth to a son. And uh, as time went on, this child began to grow. Uh, one day he was out in the field with his daddy. And by all indications, the way the scripture reads, this young man had a heat stroke. Because all of a sudden he grabbed his head and he started calling out, his daddy, my head, my head. Uh, and since they was out in the hot sun in the field... Most uh, Bible scholars seem to think he had a heat stroke and he died. This woman took the boy's body up to the room that she had created for the man of God and laid that boy's body on the man of God's bed. And she got ready to head off to find out where the man of God was to go to him. Hallelujah. Uh, we're talking right now about the legacy of self Listeners. In Second Kings chapter 4 and 24, notice what it says. Then she saddled a donkey and said to her servant, Drive and go forward. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I 
tell you. Hallelujah. Now she was letting him know. Says, listen, you might think I can't handle it and I can't take it because I'm a woman. Said, but there's something important here. I've got a dead boy laying on that bed. He said, he told the driver, said, I want you to drive and you drive hard and you drive fast. Don't think about me. That's the legacy, amen, of a, amen, of a good mother, of a godly mother. She's selfless. Hallelujah. She don't think about herself and what makes her comfortable. Hallelujah. And what meets her needs. Amen. But she looks at her family. She looks at her children. Hallelujah. And that is the example that we follow for being people of God, children of God. The Scriptures teach us that we as believers should place others before ourselves. And that selfless and this should be the mandate of our lives, mandate of our lives as we live in this world. Church, I'm fully persuaded that no one on earth demonstrates this as well as the heart of a good mother. She's always places others before herself. And especially so when it comes to the needs of her children. Let's look at Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than excuse me, himself. Let each of you look uh, out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. That's the kind of that's the legacy of a good godly mother that I'm talking about. Hallelujah. And I believe we need those mothers to lead the rest of us how that we should live and how that we should act in this world. Amen? Hallelujah. Because when you look at a good mother, there's nobody around, I believe, that shows that act, amen, of selflessness better, amen, than a mother. How many times does she forget her own self, her own wants, her own needs, Amen, for that of her family. Hallelujah. We are blessed, amen, to have good, godly mothers. If you believe that, give the Lord a hand clap. Let me, I've got to, I've got to move on. Then, secondly, there's a legacy of faith. Oh, oh my Lord, we, we, we need more mothers that demonstrates faith. In God. Let's go back again and look at this Shunammite woman and see the faith legacy that she left behind. It's in chapter 4 and verse 26 of 2 Kings. Notice what she uh, what said here. Elisha told his servant, says, please run now to meet this woman. He looked and he saw the Shunammite woman coming to him. He told Gehazi, he said, run now to meet her. And say to her, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, it's well. It's well. A legacy of faith. The faith which proceeds and uh, presides in the heart of a godly mother goes far above what the rest of us can understand or imagine. 
Listen, folks, the mother in our text had a child, amen, back home whose body was by now cold and stiff. But yet, hallelujah, when asked is all well, she says all is well. Oh, hallelujah, that is the kind of faith, amen, demonstrated by a godly mother that the church needs today. Hallelujah. Amen. A son laying back home cold and lifeless. Rigor Morse is setting in, but she said all is well. Hallelujah. Because she was demonstrating faith. Ooh, hallelujah. The example of faith which emanates from the heart of a godly mother should generate in our hearts what it means to trust, to hope, and to believe that all things are possible with God. Hallelujah. Now, ministers are on the, on the forefront of the stage. The spotlight is on us, so to speak. But I'm going to tell you what. The things back that's been accomplished during my tenure as pastor of uh, CFC since 1991 when uh, Pastor Hell turned it over to us, I'm going to tell you something. What we have gone through and what we've been able to achieve and the stormers we have battled. You, you can't look to this fellow right here. Amen. And, and give this fellow credit. Hallelujah. Because behind me, every, every step of the way, was a lady sitting over there who demonstrated faith. Hallelujah. That when, when I come in, I start saying, well, you know, worried about this, or what about this, what about that? All she could do, and sometimes she would make me mad, she said, God's got it. Hallelujah. If you've got a mother that's trained you and demonstrated a faith and left you a legacy of faith, you've got something to be proud about. Hallelujah. Because, listen, folks, it's faith that wins the battle. Hallelujah. It's faith that wins the battle. Glory to God. Shouting and running the aisles and talking in tongues ain't never run a battle. It ain't never won a battle. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible says faith is a victory. Faith is a victory. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. We need some mothers still standing up in the world today and in the church saying all is well. All is well. Hallelujah. I've got one more point, and I ain't going to look toward Sister uh, uh, Linda because she'll be holding up her hand and pointing at her watch. One more legacy. Hallelujah. I want to talk about the legacy of determination. That's another legacy that good godly mothers has passed down and left us. Now, when Elijah, Elisha, rather, excuse me, heard about everything that's going on, he spoke to his servant. He says, here, take my staff, and you run back to this woman's home. You go up to that room, and you lay my staff on that child. He says, and we're going to handle that there. But what did, what did, this, what did this mother say? Second Kings chapter 4 and verse 30. And the mother of the child said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. 
She got up and she wouldn't travel to find the man of God for a reason. And she was determined that he was coming back with her. That no, no substitute was going to work for her. Hallelujah. Now, you notice if you read, I told you when you, uh, later on, you need to read the whole chapter to get everything. The, uh, Gehazi went ahead, ahead of, uh, of Elisha and, and, and this mother, and he ran on in there, and he took that, that staff and he laid it down on that dead, lifeless child, but nothing happened. Nothing happened. But this mother had some determination. The legacy of determination. Wow. No one on earth can be more determined than a caring, devoted, and godly mother. Sometimes I would... (laughs) I know this by experience, folks. Sometimes I would come face to face with a mother's determination, and it would be at the end of a belt strap. Hallelujah. I knew at an early age about a mama's determination. Because I come face to face at the end, mama's determination at the end of that bell strat a lot of times. Sometimes, sometimes she would hand me a knife so you go outside and you cut me a switch. I try to find something a little bit and small. Well, I found out that that didn't work. She walked up and thought, I told you to go get me a switch. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I don't mind telling you right now. I don't, I, I don't believe it, but if my mother was alive and raised me today, she, was, she, she would be convicted of child abuse. <laughs> Hallelujah. But man, I'm going to tell you what, nothing can be as strong as a mama's determination. Amen. When mama gets her mind made up, you ain't going to miss with mama. Hallelujah. This, this mother here says, now... You might be a man of God, but says you ain't going. Me and you is not going to part company. You coming back with me? Hallelujah! See, I know that well. Lord, have mercy, how I know that well. Take that belt strap or that switch and whoop me to make me cry, and then wouldn't let me cry. You better hush that snubbing up, or I'll give you something to cry about. That's something you should have read a while ago. I've heard that more than one time. Here I am doing my best to shut up. Hallelujah. And man, I just, you just keep wanting to snub. I told you if you don't shut that stuff up, I'm going to give you something to cry about, boy. Hallelujah. What is that? That's a mama's determination. Hallelujah. Hey, can I tell you, if we had that coming out of the mouth of more mamas today, there would be less kids being shot by kids. There would be less juvenile delinquency. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And that's, that's biblical too. That's in the book. Hallelujah. A mother's determination. It's a legacy. Mama's determination that you're going to make something out of yourself, boy or girl. You're going you're gonna to have things better than what I had. I want you to have things better. Hallelujah. I don't want you to have to go through some of the things that I go through. Oh, I went through. Determination. We need that determination in the kingdom of God today. I, when I thought about this, I, my mind always goes back to Daniel. I, I, I love Daniel. He's, he's, my, 
He's my favorite Old Testament uh, prophet. Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Daniel was a teenager, brought as a prisoner from Jerusalem all the way to Babylonia. And he was put in a place that he was going to have, it seemed to be like he was going to have to change everything that he was raised up on. And although a lot of the others was following along with the pro, and, and follow me here, and, and I, I'm, 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 I'm heading down. I got my landing gear uh, opened up. There's a lot of the rest of them says, well, you know, you can't fight it. We're here. We're prisoners. We've got to do what they said. The, ba- the Bible said Daniel purposed in his heart. Or let me paraphrase that Daniel had determination. Hallelujah. I'm not going to defile myself. Even though I'm here a long way from home and family. Hallelujah. I'm determined I'm not going to defile myself. Church, we're facing the day and era that a lot of people are falling in line with government, new government rules, new government laws, new government res- regulations, talking about uh, homosexuality and, and abortion and, and all of these things. God is looking for men and women that's got some determination about them. Hallelujah. I thought of something a while ago. That's kind of been kept quiet. It ain't been opened up on the news when Brother Bobby... Brother Bobby was teaching. He was talking about uh, how that Christianity is being oppressed. Um, We got some people now in Congress that's trying to make any kind of speech against the Muslim faith to be hate speech. And they say, we believe that we can we can, by using that, begin to charge people and arrest people that says anything negative about Islam or the Prophet Muhammad. They say it's against their civil rights. Well, you know what? How many people in Congress are standing up saying Christian civil rights has been violated? Huh? You can say anything you want to say about Christianity, but you now you ain't going to be able to say nothing? Hallelujah. Folks, they are tightening the noose further and further around our necks. Hallelujah. We got to have some people that's going to be determined that you ain't going to bend and you ain't going to bow. We need mothers to leave a legacy of determination. 
I'm going to ask Brother uh, Daryl and Sister Debbie to come back up. I'm going to go ahead and close. But the legacy of a godly mother. Hallelujah. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I was raised in a home that taught me about the love of the Lord. I'm thankful because of the teaching that I received very young that I was allowed to have an acquaintance made with the Lord at a very young age. Coming to the Lord in repentance at the age of seven, giving my life to Him at the age of seven. And then in seven more years at the age of 14, being called to the ministry. It has to do with a legacy. Hallelujah. With me, more so my father, I'm thankful for the legacy of godly parents. Hallelujah. Let's stand together.